Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome back to What's Next. For those of you just tuning in, this is a podcast that Laura and myself put together in order to have really difficult conversations with a solution-based outlook. So we sit down with people of interest, whether that's experts in fields or well-known celebrities, and talk about topics that interest them. But today, we're going to switch it up a bit and do something a little bit different. Today, we decided to turn the tables, I suppose, and speak about uh, speak about ourselves mm-hmm. and be more authentic and try and figure out what it is that that we've experienced and the changes that we want to make and how our past experiences or traumas or maybe actually a certain point or a certain situation in our life has changed the way we are today. And for me, there are quite a few, I think for you as well, from what I know. Yeah. Would you be able to pinpoint one that has really significantly changed your life? Or do you think there's many, many situations in your life that have made your life different? I think there are many, but I think um, there are some that have had more of a lasting impact than others and I really like this topic today talking about the moments that shape us because I think so often we just think our opinions are just the way they are because and we don't look at the impacts of our outside surroundings of our circumstance and all of those things that have shaped our opinions the more we reflect the more we can understand and then be open to um, change, really. To change, right? or to change. Growth, I don't. Yeah. I think growth. I don't think it's always necessarily that you know the those pivotal moments are bad. Sometimes they can be enlightening, and sometimes yeah. they can have changed you in a good way. But yeah. I think by understanding them, you're more open to other people's perspective because you know that your opinions aren't innate and they aren't just there because they're right. I always find it just interesting when you speak to someone, you get to know someone, whether it's an acquaintance or or it's a new person that you meet or it is at, a, at a, wherever it may be and what it, what what part changed them. Mm. I always find that really, really, if, you know, if the interest mm. is there and if it's not just a superficial mm. relationship, but I always find that really interesting. I'm always curious to know how anyone got to where they are because yeah. I think by the time we meet and how no matter on, on whatever level that may be, 
you must have gone through something and everyone has <laughs> yeah 100% and I think sometimes yeah. people think these um, pivotal moments have to be huge no but they can be small and they can be good they can be bad they can yeah. be so many different things but the point is is they've contributed to the person that you are so yeah. Lau you are a person that I know very very well but I don't know everything about you and I think these these conversations are important even between very close friends mm. and people that know each other to get a deeper level of understanding. Yeah. So I'm going to make you go first on this one. Okay. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Right. So my first question is, what is, pro- what is your most momentous moment that rings true in your mind when you think of something that has had a lasting impact, not only maybe emotionally, but in the way you now act? Oh my God. I don't think there is one. I mean, I think there are moments that I'm incredibly proud of. There is a time when I spoke about, in front of a lot of people, about the my grandparents surviving the Holocaust. There are, there are moments when I, I have achieved things that I never thought achievable, which is something as simple as learning how to type at a very quite, quite late age um, in life. Those are things that are definitely pivotal for me, but I've also had some really, really dark times in my life. And I think, I think what a life, there's one event that I would define as life changing. There is definitely one. And that is quite a while ago. I was in my mid twenties and I was living in Los Angeles and I was in a relationship with a wonderful man. He was... He was in recovery at the time, which is, I mean, for those of you who don't know, he was in recovery from addiction. He was a former addict. And I'd known that when I met him, I didn't really know to what degree. He was a guitar player and a very well-respected guitar player as well. And we had actually a really beautiful relationship, very, you know, courted by him. And and it was, yeah, it was wonderful. It It was a really beautiful, deep connection. And I don't really know. I don't ever talk about it. So it's it's really hard to kind of find the words really to to express what happened. But there was one night that changed my life, which is the night that he had relapsed. Um, and I didn't really understand at the time all that much. I understood obviously what recovery was and I understood what addiction is to some degree I just never really I've never been in a situation where someone close to me had died from it so that was so he died he died he overdosed in my flat um and um I was not there I was there with him just really up until it happened and it's kind of a sliding doors moment a friend of mine came over and she said um she said, it, this is a really bad environment. You need to get out. I'm going to take you. And I, th- I, th- I thought, oh, I'll just stay. I think I should look after him. And then I thought, no, I'll leave. And two hours later, he was dead. And um, even though I had nothing to do with it, obviously, how do, how do you explain that to his parents? You know, mm-hmm. how do you explain that to his friends? How do you... We were, you know, he was living with me. So it was, it was a... I I literally it's hard it's it's hard for me to put it into words because it was such a traumatic experience and the but the fallout from it was so much more traumatic because I then 
had to obviously go to the funeral to face his family and sort of to carry some of the guilt for his death, I suppose, mm. because it did happen in my environment. Um, again, even if this isn't something I understood at the time or or anything that I shared or took part of, it was still, I was still a part of it because mm. I, w- I was his girlfriend or, you know, life partner, as we call each other. Um, so... I went to the funeral. I was sort of treated at the funeral as as kind of like I think almost like an angel of death. That's how I would describe it. And and I and then I mean already that that in itself is sort of probably the the darkest moment that I can imagine of my life that I've ever had. And so I um I when he passed away, I feel like I lost everything. I had moved to Los Angeles, which was my dream. I had met the guy of my dreams. I had a wonderful full life and everything in front of me. And I was very young. I was in my 20s and I thought nothing can can go wrong. And then all of it was taken away within, you know, a rash decision of someone making in an hour or two or however long. Um, And I was told actually at his funeral maybe out of spite or maybe, I don't know. I, I, I don't mean this in a bitter way because I've made peace with all of it. Um, but I, I was told that he had passed away knowingly that he was infected with HIV and hepatitis. So I then made a decision that only probably someone in their mid-20s would make and that was that I would never get tested and that I would never be with anyone else again and then I that I would probably pass away from the diseases and that I that is my and that is the way my life was going to turn out um, obviously I would make that decision today and luckily I've never put myself in that position again but I made that decision then and I moved back home I packed up everything I moved back in with my mother moved back to Germany and spent the next year living with the knowledge that I kept to myself that I would not make it and that I didn't have much time left and I really didn't do very much in that during that year I it was sort of just a year of darkness and depression because my partner died I'd I'd left the town I loved I everything was gone so I kind of spent a bed a year in bed I think more or less and on the 6th of May that year I went to see my old doctor my childhood doctor I had to get a certificate from him for um for my insurance just just like a general checkup and I said to him he's the only person I ever actually confided in I said to him listen I know you need to do to do a blood test but don't test me for HIV or hepatitis because I told him the story and I said I already know I have it and I don't you know I don't want to know so just don't test me and he did even though I asked him not to and on May 10th I went in to see him and he sat me down. He said, look, I um, I got your results back and I want to let you know that you are negative. Wow. With wow. everything. What a relief. And that is the day my life changed. On May 10th, my life. And, and literally every single year on May 10th, I just feel like it's not my birthday. My birthday is April 7th, but May 10th is for me my birthday because that's the moment I decided to change my life have I made a lot of mistakes since then and done silly things a hundred percent 
but it profoundly changed me and it gave me a second lease on life and I thought I will never ever ever do anything to jeopardize my life again ever so or someone else's for that matter I mean, in that story, there's so many um, different moments and levels to it. You know, the despair of losing everything, the living in fear, all of these different things. What do you think has had a lasting effect in your outlook on life, in your interactions with other people, or just kind of you as a person today? I think the first thing that I needed to do was to... um to forgive myself mm. and understand and, and and to forgive everyone else and to find a place of peace. And I think whenever I am in a situation that is difficult, I now think back of how lucky I am. So mm. I think that is the most profound change that has happened because once you've seen or experienced that darkness for me you know mm. everyone has their own story I knew I made it back from that and I think that's that's probably the biggest change that has happened and also, is that a perspective moment for you then like it, yeah it's perspective but it's also emotional because mm. yeah because you have people have to heal you yeah. know and I think even now you know I I well up because I because there because I've I've come so far since then and and I don't mean this in in a in a you know oh I'm so grand I've come so far and I've come far in terms of being able to view the situation with nothing but love and mm. and peacefulness and hoping that he's in a better place and and so are so are his parents because no parent should ever have to bury their child ever oh gosh, for anything yeah. you know no friend should have to lose their friend no it, this is a horrific disease and you know this is enough this is definitely a topic for another show that we mm. will have but i've come to understand that life ebbs and flows and things change and things happen but you are the master of your feelings, I think, in the end. Do you think that you went through a self-blaming period or... For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I think I'm like that anyway. As, mm. as a person, I very often like to people please and like to... You you know that. Yeah. I say sorry <laughs> a lot. I have to say I do yeah. know this. Um, yeah. I do say sorry a lot. I don't have a problem with it. People seem to have a problem with it sometimes. So you you don't have to apologize all the time. But mm. I think that's just the nature of who I am. Mm. It's it's always genuine. Mm. It's never it's never put on. But mm. yeah, I think. Uh, sorry, what was your question? Yeah, if, no, uh, I I just I was just asking if you went through a period of self blaming. I know that yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, I did. I did. I mean, of course, I did. I I, I a million times you go through what you could have done differently with the signs that obviously you do that, but. I think ultimately the decision was not was not mine, yeah. and ultimately this is a really, really, really deadly disease that he just succumbed to, and yeah. and that the aftermath of what happens after you you as an addict don't consider, yeah, because nothing yeah. really matters to you. You, it's the same I think for anyone that commits suicide or that, yeah. you know that the things you leave behind the people you care I mean it's mm. we we were lucky to have Matt Haig on our show who wrote um, the book Reasons to Stay Alive and mm. 
And that's something I, I think about a lot. I, I, obviously, I love men anyway, but I think it's it, it's the mess you leave behind when you yeah. make that choice, you know. I think sometimes we forget how intertwined our lives are with so many of yeah. the surrounding people around us. I'm not just talking about in a suicide or death situation. Yeah. In any situation, it's very easy to see, uh, you know, life through our own lens and, and forget how every single one of our actions intertwines and affects other people. Completely. And I think at the same time, yes, I've taken responsibility for my part. I've forgiven myself. I've also learned that, that sometimes in life, there, you cannot control everything. Mm. You just gotta let go, yeah. I think, and, yeah. and turn it over at times. I think that's a nice lesson. You cannot control everything other than your own actions. Yeah, and yeah. just be a better person, I believe. And it's nice to act. Actually, I'm glad we talked about this today, even though I was. I, it's a lot. I, yeah, it's a lot. always really has. I've never shared it before, and I, I don't really ever speak about it. I never share the story I, I haven't spoken about it in years I think um, I'm glad I did today I hope oh, it helps someone thank you for sharing with thank us you. because like, that was hugely emotional and I know that's it's very hard thank to be so listening. raw and honest especially on a public platform so but I think we invite people to be to be raw and to be honest and I think it's only fair that we maybe turn the tables on us and, yes I can and with agree. that Oh, and with that, da, da, da. <laughs> no, with that lot. Um, I know you've been through ups and downs. I know you've you've travelled a lot. I know you've lived a very full life for being yeah. a very young adult. And um, I wonder if there's a pivotal moment in your life that mm. you would say has changed your outlook on life, or your trust in people, your belief in people, or in yourself. Or is there anything mm. that comes to mind right now that you would say? And it doesn't have to be dark. It doesn't have to, you no, know what I mean? Of course, of course. There's no need for yeah, it to there's, be. A, there's a couple of things. I mean, I, I, I do have one, one kind of pivotal time in my life. And I want to preface it with the other parts that have very much shaped who I am is um, travel and living in other countries. I think before I moved around so much and went into cultures and countries that I didn't know about, I think I was quite small-minded about what is the right way of life and successful life and happy life. And the more Mm. I have traveled and the more I've seen has opened my eyes to there are so many different ways of living and my happy is not someone else's happy and my success is not someone else's success. So that is something that I I try to bring along with me kind of everywhere I go and whatever scenario I'm in. I think... Like you, gosh, all the really tumultuous ones are a relationship. I mean, mine... Uh, why is that? I, why is that, boys? Boys. You know, boys and girls, actually. And girls, yeah. yeah. true. Girls have also broken my yeah, heart. But yeah. I, I, think, I think these are the times where we leave ourselves most, most vulnerable. And so, yeah. uh, you know, when you, when you really open up to someone, it does leave you open in every sense of the word. And, you know, you are there to feel the highs and lows at their extremes. Um, I had a really terrible relationship in my early 20s. I mean, this person was just a piece of work and he really flipped on how I viewed people, I guess, afterwards. Because he was a very charming person, like most of them are, and just completely had a separate life, was... um, very deceitful 
and emotionally manipulative and do you know, did you know that at the time or is this in hindsight not at all really? not at all i have to say at the beginning of the relationship i did have a gut feeling and i ignored it and you know how how, how could it how could I believe my gut feeling when, you know, he's saying all these things and doing all of these things and showing me a snippet of the person of who he was. And I realized that people can really, really guide you in how you perceive them by showing you just a certain part of their life. And I think that I actively participated in it because, you know, once you... And I was in my early 20s, mind you. and Also interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And once you start getting into a relationship, you start... Well, I... Not you. I, um, I had my rose-tinted glasses on. And I wanted to kind of believe everything, even when certain things weren't adding up. And I remember he went home to Australia with me and my parents hated him. <laughs> but not for anything other than they could just see that he was lying about so many different things. And I just, I vividly remember, I was trying to explain a situation to my parents of something that he told me. And I was like, no, but this and this and this. And And when I was explaining it back, I'm like, oh, everything that he told me actually doesn't make sense. But when he said it, it made sense. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So you just kind of become enamored by it. And it it got to the situation where... My place got raided by cops. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. To this day, I don't know what it was. I think he told me parking fines. He'd been arrested. Park- <laughs> yeah. Parking yeah. fines, of course. He'd been arrested. I mean, it was a whole big palaver. And he had an answer for everything. Um, I eventually ended up having to go back home to Australia because it, it was just a shambles. And, uh, you know, my parents were like, you know what, come home. Isn't it funny how we end yeah. up going... You go, home, yeah. how lucky we are actually yeah. fortunate to have to have parents alive and understanding that where you can just crawl home and basically do. I think you I yeah. think when it gets bad, you know, you you, you want your mom. You want your mom. Um <clears throat> but yeah, so I went home and then it just gets worse. Oh, no. <laughs> um so yeah, I was home a couple of months and my sister takes a screenshot um of facebook and by this point i didn't follow him and um was like does he who shall not be named <laughs> does he have a kid and i was like what absolutely not we had been living together for two years he couldn't possibly have a kid yeah, he yeah. has <gasps> captioned listen hun he had captioned this photo I never lied, you're just out of the loop, boo. Wait, what? Yeah, I never lied, you're just out of the loop, boo. And here's the thing, we... Was this directed towards... Yeah, directed towards me. You know, and... It, it was it was one of those situations that once we were done, it got really nasty and I'm everything so, like that. And it's awful, but what was even more awful for me is that everybody knew and everybody that we went on holiday with and, you know, even the girls that we went on holiday with. And for me, that, like... Everybody knew. Everybody knew. Everybody... Was this kid... Um, was this child made when you were together or... 
Um, from what I understand, it was uh, the the kid was born. I think maybe three months into our relationship, so he had a woman pregnant oh my when God. we started getting into the relationship, oh and didn't give me didn't, gi- didn't give me an active decision on whether this was what I wanted to be a part of. You know, uh, and you guys lived together as well. We, and we did, and we lived together, and he just lied every single day that we were together to the point where I'm like. I I can't even believe if he went out for coffee or not. Just when someone layers upon layers upon layers of lies, that's gaslighting, really, to make to make you, to shift your reality, right? To oh, make you and wonder part, whether you're everything, and you you think you're going crazy right. because also there's always even when in your mind you're like, okay, this isn't making sense. There's always an answer for everything, and then somehow it's your fault and all of these things. And I remember speaking to him afterwards, and he didn't even think he'd done anything wrong. Did he admit to it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah, yeah, He admitted to it, but didn't think he'd done anything wrong. He was like, well, you told me you wouldn't date someone with a kid. I was like, oh, so you just didn't tell me? Okay, wonderful. For real? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This actually, I mean, obviously what you went through is horrific, but this shocks me yeah yeah this because with regards to humanity i know know, and now i can look back and like i just i mean i have to laugh at the situation and i'm just like what what a piece of work and everything but at the time it was like my life was falling apart i was like you know i was and i'm actually happy that i found out about you know the kid and everything maybe um, uh, a couple of months after we'd split up because I had had enough time and space to regain my stance on reality. Um, so it wasn't as traumatic for me as if I had found out at the time, I, yeah. like, I would have just had a full breakdown. Well, this is what I kind yeah. of wanted to know. Um, a lot of people go through breakups, go through a heartbreak. Mm. How long did it take you and how did you recover? Do you know what? It took me very quickly because I realized I didn't love the person that he was. I felt entrapped in a situation. So you were so, able to view that. Yeah. So I, well, I, I, to be honest, I felt a relief, you know, when it had broken up. But yeah. I was still, I guess, slightly humiliated and a of bit... Which there's no, obviously. I mean, I did nothing wrong. We both know there's no reason to, yeah. But it is humiliating on on a level, being the last person to know about any situation. And I think it did shape how I enter into um, any type of new person situation. I'm more inquisitive now. I don't think I'm, I'm not bitter. I don't ever try and come at something with that, you know, people will have that extent of deception, deception and yeah. that sort of stuff. I think that was really a one-off case. But I... Are you, are you still in contact? Oh, gosh, no. No. Oh, gosh, no. no. Thank, and it, but it did, are you it, in contact did, with his friends at no, all? Like, no, 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 okay. no, no. That was just a clean, like a clean cut. I mean, yeah. there was a little bit afterwards of back and forth because, yeah. you know, of because, just... Because you do. <laughs> no, just because of actually situations we were still tied up in and everything oh, like God. that. So, I mean, it was, it, was, it was quite messy, but in terms of wanting that person to still be a part of my life, I just felt uh, like a really bad energy had left you know that you don't realize is riding you and you don't realize that you're making space for and making excuses for something that is actually harmful to you you know completely 
But yeah, the, I mean, I, that was that was a huge learning. Le- I feel like that was very much a growing up lesson in my life. Yeah, where would you say? So for someone listening to this, thinking, okay, I've listened to these two ladies, and and you know, these are very different stories, but mm. but both have shaped us. From your point of view, what advice would you give your younger self um, at the time? What what would you have done differently, or what? Yeah, what advice would you give your younger self probably at the time? Would it be to listen to your gut, or you know yeah. that kind of thing? I think, I think of course yes, listen to my gut, but I think also just to ask more questions about a situation. Mm. Like I was very much you told me something, okay, okay, and I actively participated in ignorance and, and on some level because I think something in me knew things weren't adding up and I didn't want them not to add up yeah you know so I think that if if there are questions that you have asked them because you know there's 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 no harm there should be no harm to another person by asking a question if someone's getting angry at you for asking a question or making you feel like you're a terrible person for wanting to understand the entirety of a situation it is for a far more sinister reason than they just don't feel like talking yes or then you're just nagging or it's annoying you or something and you should never you should never blame yourself for wanting uh honesty yeah what about you i was just starting to think about what what my answer would be as you just as in the last (laughs) two seconds because i i and i I really cannot, I I really don't think there's any advice I could give myself because I Mm. think when something like that happens to you, what I did essentially was what I probably, thank God I'm not in that situation today, but Mm. obviously dating someone that is, that is very ill is, is one thing that you think about, but you that's not something that would hold me back today. But I do think I I did the right thing in terms of dealing with the mm. downfall and the depression and the mm. aftermath. Would you, maybe, um, would you maybe research the illness or addiction? I probably would do that. I probably would be better informed about that. And I probably also would have gotten tested immediately. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I yeah. definitely wouldn't have that sort of Democles, is it Democles, hanging over me for mm. all these, for, for a whole year or more, over a year and a half. I probably would have not, I, I definitely wouldn't have done that. I know now anyways that mm. you can have a great life living with HIV because I have friends that have that that have Mm. been infected so and I want to that's something that I do want to say because lately actually there's been a lot in the press about that and I'm sure we're not going to go into details but you can have a wonderful full life with that and I'm lucky that I that I'm not having to do that but I think I should have had the guts to just get tested Mm. so I would always that's probably the biggest difference that I would do but other than that I think mourning someone and allowing yourself to mourn however long it takes and you know grief is a grief is a weird one grief is a tricky tricky situation because it hits you at times when you least expect it and Mm. it hits you in different moments and I think I think allowing myself and you know having generous enough parents to allow myself to to allow me to just be made the difference so, um, what have I learned from it? 
Everything. Everything and nothing. <laughs> Everything. Uh, to appreciate life, you know, yeah. to appreciate every day, to find beauty in as Anne Frank said, and everything, and just to, to just to appreciate being alive, being healthy, being happy, and and not to dwell on, on the dark things all yeah. that much. <laughs> and don't sweat the small stuff, you know. Don't sweat I, the small stuff I, so I, much, I also, yeah. like, for me, uh, one of the big, like, lessons was this too shall pass. I think exactly. when I was, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. reflecting, it wasn't <laughs> the end of the world, but in my mind when things were the end of the world and I was like... Well, it kind of is the end of the world if it's all your friends and if it's, you know, if it's people that you travel with and mm. that you hang out with. It... I, it these things can be the end of the world for someone yeah. for someone young and impressionable and I think when and you're in your pass. early 20s you and are the, and they and pass the point this is too they shall pass, pass. Yeah. yeah well listen I think this is all the time we have I want to say a huge thank you first of all to everyone who listens to this podcast because we started this in lockdown and mm. here we are a year later and the world is still a little crazy yeah. <laughs> things are still up and down and I just and want to say yeah a massive thank you to all the listeners and to every guest that has come on and to our future guests we have some really great guests booked in and I'm very excited to do this podcast with you and thank you Laura well thank you so much for sharing today Lau that was uh, I know that was incredibly difficult so I, I just want to show my appreciation I also Equally. want to say to all of our listeners if you would like to share with us we'd love to hear maybe moments that have shaped you and what yeah. you've learned from certain situations you can tweet me at DJ Laura Fraser or tweet Laura at Laura Podelska and we will be back with another what's next see you soon Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.